You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hey, this is the um, Damascus Crossroads podcast with your host Tim Altman. It's um, been a uh, been a rough day. It's kind of a sad. It's been a sad day for us. Um, my mother-in-law went to went to heaven to be with Jesus. Uh, last Sunday, she um, she crossed over the River Jordan and went up on the other bank and rested underneath the shade of the trees, as General Jackson said. Um, so we're gonna miss her. I got up and. Uh, you know, I spoke at the funeral, and um, I used the parable of the uh, um, the man who um, who was fell upon by robbers and no goods, and uh, he was beat and robbed and left half dead in the ditch. And of course, Jesus told this parable, and um, family members walked by and just shook their head. Rabbis and priests walked by and didn't stop. Even his own friends. Just kept going, didn't let it bother him that he was beaten half dead, and they didn't care. But then the Good Samaritan came along. That'd be my mother-in-law. She reached down and helped me, because I was that man who was set upon, you know. Of course, I set a lot of that in motion myself, but I was down in the down in the ditch, beat half down to death, and uh, she never judged me. Um, she always encouraged me. She told me, Tim, I'm proud of you. I love you. I know you can I know you can do this and um just always encouraging me and uh you know, I even had when I was in rehab and <clears throat> I even had family members, you know, I had a brother tell my tell my wife to leave me, to take everything I had and um and um just leave me, you know. And uh, if she would have, it probably would have broke me, um, you know, mentally, you know. Cause um but you know my wife didn't because my mother in law, she she always told her, she's she says, Stay with your husband. She's you know, he's getting help, and um, um, that means a lot to me, you know. Um, her family's, um, she has the best family. Her brother and sister are super cool, um, super nice. They, um, what they did for their parents, you know, as they went through their, their dying, their years, their the last couple of years, they, they've been in all the hospitals and, and sick, and man, all three of them just, just was there for him, you know, and, and loved him, and, and it was hard for him. And my hat's off to him. I got so much um, pride. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I mean, it's admiration for him, I guess, is a good word. Um, man, I just think the world of them. They just got big hearts. Their whole family does. Um, I don't have a whole lot of family on my side. Um, we're not really a close family, per se. We kind of mind our own business and leave each other alone um, for the most part, um, which is kind of sad. I'm still there for my mom, you know. Um, I love her. Um Plus, the Bible says, the Bible says to, to honor your mother and father. That's and Jesus said that. 
Jesus told us to do that. And Jesus honored his mother. He went on the cross. He, he said, there's my mother. And he, he, John took care of him for Jesus, his mother. Um, in fact, he, he did his first miracle for his mother before his time. Um, he turned water into wine for her. Um, but we're going to miss Jeannie. God bless her. She was a salt of the earth. Wow, I love her. Always good to me. Um, you know, it would have been easier for her to say, like, like you know, my my family member there, just leave him. He's a, he's a bum. He's he's a, he'll never get better. He's crazy. You know, just get rid of him. Her mom never told her that. She says, stick with him. And so, and my and my wife wrote something at the um. She wrote here said she said legacy is not leaving something for people, it's leaving something in people. Um, you know that that was kind of cool, man. That's like her mom left that love in them, that 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 family in them, that you know, um, just a big heart, you know. And uh, and that's what with my, with my that parallels with my 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 podcast. I hope I can leave something for you guys. I can leave something in you. Um, legacy and it's, it's collective. It's it's knitting together of the past, the present, and the future life events and the loved ones um and those that share them the loved ones and and you guys out there you know i'm sure a lot of the events i went through a lot of the struggles i'm going through right now um the past present and future struggles you know we can go through together you know um and gain strength from each other that's why you know we do our aa meetings uh, we go to church um and stuff like that to um stay strong um was um and I, and I hope I can leave something woven into each each and every one of y'all's hearts that is unique. Um, you know, something that can help you. And maybe you might listen to a whole podcast, and I'll just say one thing that um, that means something to you that that might get you through the week. And you know, like when I was going through my you know recovery and going to church, you know, on Sundays, and then the preacher would say just that one thing that'd get me through the whole week. It'd be something simple, just like all in, you know, all in. Um, grow up. Don't be a baby. Put on your big boy pants, you know, stuff like that would just stick with me all week, um, you know, and um, transformation, you know, like like transforming yourself, um, you know, from from from, you know, a drug addict into a, um, a functioning member of society. So, you know, maybe something I can do, too, that will, will, will leave a legacy for you um, out there. But um, I heard a um, I was listening to a podcast with a with a Tim with a, a gentleman named Tim and a. He had gone through addiction and um hey he was just like he was like all of us. He was he had reached the bottom the 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 very you know, he's hitting rock bottom, you know, as uh he had a brand new truck, he took it out, he he'd just tear it all to pieces, didn't even remember, you know, how doing it how he did it, you know. And uh I'm gonna let you listen to him for a little bit and then I'm gonna talk to you about it. Um, you know, I, I said, you know, several on my podcast, I said, you know, we gotta stop the voices, the demons to tell us what to do and um he has another name for his demon, um he calls it something different, but it's the same thing that we all hear. I want you to listen to him here, and then I'm going to kind of go over a little bit. I'm just thinking about everything. I'm like, and I'm like, man, how, how did I get here? How did I already get this bad? You know, why, why wasn't I able to stop? And I, I just couldn't come up with a solution. But my disease of addiction had a great solution for me. And the question is for the hands. And it all the means to the beast, but I'm like, and it's still a paper around my neck. And it's still me up to forget. And it told me to jump. And the whole fish realized I wasn't in my bedroom. And she comes downstairs. And she sees me in the corner of the basement. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I can't. 
I can't do this anymore. I just want the pain to stop. I'm an affect. I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, everybody, Dad, I, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And I, she looks at me and she said, yeah, do you know what this would do to your shoulder? Woo. Wow. Sounds like he knows my demon. He knows our demon. That's the same, the disease of addiction, he calls it. Uh, is a rose by any other name not a rose? You know, does it not smell the same? Does it not have thorns? You can call it a disease of addiction if you want, but I call that a demon. It walked him. It held his hand. It talked to him. A disease of addiction can't do all the things that he's telling. And this guy's, you know, God bless him, man. He's he's fought off his addiction. He's white-knuckled it, and he's he's turned his life around. Um, He said some interesting things. He works out. He's in super good shape. Um, You know, he does them things you got to do to break the addiction. He takes responsibility. Um. But do you hear that? That is the same demon that I, that that's killed, that's drove us back to relapsing and overdoses. It's the same demon, demons, that they that that had my friends. Looks like he was about ready to kill himself, and this demon's got him by the hand, throwing a note, rope around his neck. So, so you know, it ain't just Christians out there. It ain't just crazy people like me hearing voices. Other people are hearing voices out there too, uh, and then voices are of the devil. That's why Jesus, Jesus says, that, that um that the devil's a liar he's a manipulator he's the and when he speaks he all he does is speak a lie that's all he knows how to do he couldn't even tell the truth basically jesus said he can't tell the truth if he had to it's impossible he's got to be deceiving and, and, and lying paul said we don't fight against flesh and bone and blood we fight against evil and darkness and 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 evil spirits in high places you know what is what Paul trying to say is people's breaking your bones and making you bleed and dying ain't going to hurt you because you're going to heaven, y'all. But we're fighting demons. We're fighting things that want to destroy our souls. And that's what drugs do. I'm trying to, you know, I say this a lot on my podcast, but man, they kill, they kill your soul and they, they destroy your body. And then that devil, when he gets all done and he's crowing like a rooster, he, he, he stands you up on a bucket. He puts a rope around your neck. You know, he tells you to jump. Um, that's what I'm telling y'all. Um, you know, that's why it's so important if y'all are clean right now and you're on the right track, stay on the right track. Because up on that bucket with rope around your neck, that's where you end up. Oh, that's one of the places you end up, you know. Another place you might end up is in, in jail, you know. Um, and bad things happen to you in jail. I don't need to, you know, this is a show that I'm not going to say perverted things or, or bad things. But, you, you know, I don't have to draw a picture for you. What's going to happen to you in jail, you know, especially if you're soft. Um, uh, so, you know. Think about it, y'all. If you're on the straight and narrow, stay there. And and I, you know, I told you that, you know, Jesus took away all the cravings and all the, um, the, but I, I still fight that battle. Um, I, methamphetamines re- do release a huge dose of endorphins, more than heroin or anything else. And that's why long-term recovery for methamphetamines are so hard to do. Um, because even me, I know there's pleasures and sensations, and I'm not again, I'm not going into all that either. Um, you know, and especially so much of the speed is cut with MDMA now, which is just, you know, so much messes with your transmitters, messes with your mind. I'm gonna have sensations, feelings, and pleasures I'm never gonna get back in my lifetime. You know, it's just not, it's not part of my life anymore. I mean, maybe if I'd never done drugs, I'd still be able to enjoy them feelings, but uh, now they no longer will ever exist in my life again. And then I, I have to, I burnt them bridges. Like my bridges with my family, I burnt them bridges doing drugs and burnt my mind, you know. Um, there's a lot of bridges that are burnt, but, but one bridge we'll never burn is that bridge with Jesus, not till we take our last breath. 
And, and you know, one sensation that's in the back of my mind that I don't ever want to feel is this one sensation that Jesus told me about. He said, he said, you'll be cast where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth and um, burning, you know, burning and wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's one sensation that I don't ever want to feel. Um, that's why I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about a few, a few hours of sensation or pleasure that I can get from the devil's counterfeit. You know, I, I just got to, you know, say hey, I struggle too, y'all out there. You know, I'm not some kind of high and mighty that, um, when I say the Lord took away when I prayed and, and he came into my life, you know, came back into my life and run the demon out. When I say he, he took away that, he took away a lot of the depression. He brought in joy. I still suffered for some depression. Um, but he took away, when I quit without Jesus, I'd lay on the couch and howl. I sounded like a gut shot hound dog or something. I don't know. It's a weird noise I'd make. And I'd lay on the couch and roll and moan. And, and my wife felt so bad. So like a lot of times she just like wish, you know, I had, I mean, she almost, cause she, I couldn't, you know, I was just like evil. I growl and snarl and, and almost like, I guess if you see me, you think I was a madman. And, and, and then the, after I, you know, I didn't go through that once I found Jesus and, and he took that away from me, but. I still remember that feeling, and the devil still reminds me of that sensation, that pleasure. And, and y'all, that's, man, he's talking. He talks. He's in my back of my ears. I wrestle with him, like Paul said. We wrestle with that demon, and that's where I need Jesus. Um, I need the fellowship with other people, like going to Conley's and, and Ground Zero with AA meetings. And and I need to talk about it, man. I need to talk about it with other people. Um, you know, I battle it, too, um, you know. Uh, and yes, I do agree that you can come off of meth without medical supervision. That is a fact. Uh, some, some, and alcohol is one of the most that you need medical supervision. When you heavy alcoholics have to be medically supervised, or they will die coming off alcohol. It's actually more deadly than coming off of heroin. Um, heroin's uh, it's hard to come off of and deadly. Plus, it's it also releases a lot of endorphins too. Not not as much as meth and MDA, uh, but a lot. Um, you know, so it's very addicting. And coming off of it so hard, um, but none of it's easy. I mean, I was hooked on meth just like a heroin addict is hooked on heroin. Um, I cried, I moaned, um, I got sick. The sickness, um, I was bad. Um, but I lean on the Lord. He's my rock. Um, he's gonna get me through it, y'all. But man, when I when I heard this guy's testimony, and uh, you know, I listened to some more of what he said. Um, he. He, you know, Tim seems like a really great guy and all. He, he does, he does use a lot of foul language, um, you know, but, you know, I understand that's when I was in rehab, the guys used the F-bomb a lot and, um, you know, a lot of foul language. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of understood that, you know, that's just, you know, I kind of, when people are going through their addictions, I just kind of let that slide, you know, um, I understand, you know, I cussed a lot when I was coming out of my addiction too. And something the Lord will work on that filthy mouth is something the Lord, once you get saved and repent, he starts taking all that cuss words away and um you just don't you know you don't talk like that you talk different you know it's so important as christians that <clears throat> we live it first of all so people can see it and then we speak it and they'll believe it um so you know always remember that live it first don't even they don't even say anything just live it and let them see it and then speak it to them because they're going to be wondering what's 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 this guy got what's he got man why is he so happy why is he so joyful? Why is he always giving to himself? I, you know, um, and then they're going to believe it, man. And people will believe it when they can see it in you. Um, you know, I can't, like I told you before, I can't go back to drugs. And I'll be sent to the lowest. There's degrees of hell. 
Oh, it says that in the Bible. There's there's degrees of hell, and I'll be sent to the lowest degree. Hey, I'll be down there with Hitler. You know what? I'll be I'll be a hypocrite. And when you're out there and you're 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 spreading the gospel to people and and you're telling about Jesus, they're always watching you. And and remember that Kenneth Copeland and all you other crooks out there. You remember it. And then you let them down. And then you know what they do? They they turn their back on Jesus. And um, that's why I tell people they you know don't don't ever. If you, if somebody leads you to Christ and they're not perfect and you, and you see them sin, like I had a preacher that he really helped me out this time and um you know coming out of my addiction and uh you know we were sitting there one day and these girls come by you know and he's he's gawking at them and making noises and grunting and I'm like you know I just lost all respect for him I said um you know and it hurt my walk because I you know he kind of you know what I'm talking about you know I looked up to him so much and I said well this is you know I seen Jesus in him and then he's acting like that and then. You know, and, and, you know, of course, a lot of people listen and say, well, you're holier than thou if you don't look at a girl and whistle at him or, you know, gawk at him. No, I don't. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to risk burning in hell on eternity over gawking and staring at some girl and having evil thoughts, you know. No more than I'm going to look at any more of my enemies anymore and, and wishing they were dead or, or wishing some kind of meanness on them so I could go to hell. I'm not going to do it. Um, I believe what Jesus says 100%. If it's going on in your mind, it's a sin. Um, and pretty soon, it's like I always said, if you think about something enough, if I sit around and think about dope all the time, sooner or later, I'm going to do dope. Um, that's why it's so important to, um, talk about positive things, talk about Jesus, give back to people, help people. Um, quit talking about your glory days of doing dope. Kind of like some people say to go to rehab meetings after they get out, they want to go do dope. They hear all them stories again. They're just shameful stories, really. Then, you know, everybody has that Damascus moment they want to tell you about in their drug addiction. You know, I had mine, um, you know. But, you know, this guy, he's he's wanting to kill himself. He's up on the bucket, you know. Uh, I mean, I know how he feels. You know, you, you get on dope, and pretty soon the dope don't do nothing for you, and you're always, and you're just so depressed because you've destroyed your body, your friends, your family financially, um, and, and you can't even get high anymore, and it just leaves you in such a despair and depression. You can't get that first-time feeling. That's a country song, first time feeling, you know, that first kiss, that first beer you sneak from your daddy, that first cigarette you go up behind the barn and smoke. You can never get that. That first line of cocaine when it numbs your whole face, you can't get that back. That first girl you loved, you know, you can't ever get that back, you know, and you're always chasing it, you know, always after it. You never get it back, you know, but um, it's sad, you know, that's uh, what we go through in addiction. And uh, but y'all struggle too, y'all. Um, hang in there. It's like my grandma's sign I told you about with a little piece of rope on it, and it said um, when you uh, had a knot on the end of the rope, and it said um, when you reach the end of your rope, pray, tie a knot, and hang on. You know, it was um, it was it was kind of strange that the Tim the Tim guy he would uh, you know the guy that tried to kill himself he he would always say my addiction is is, is trying to kill me, and I, and I was listening to other podcasts with people who hooked on drugs, and they're always saying my addiction is, is, is trying to kill me. And, uh, you know, all, all I can say is, uh, you know, I'm saying uh, my, that demon was trying to kill me. And that's what the demon does. That's what de- that's what Jesus said. He, he loves death. He loves destruction. He's like a roaring lion just roaming around seeking who he can devour. Um, and he devours us with drugs. Um, and then there was another podcast I listened to about a, a woman, her son, he was on opiates, very bad, fentanyl and heroin. And um, she tried to she she tried to go out on the street and, and buy him Suboxone in order to 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 get him off the other drugs. And um, 
And she said, the day I became his drug dealer is the day we both died. Um, she started dying inside. And, um, <clears throat> you know, one thing we got to realize as a, as a drug addict, we're just not hurting the people like ourselves. We're hurting the people that we love. The people that we love are the ones we're hurting because they're the ones that try to help us. We know, um, you know, we steal from them. Um, you know, I say I never stole from anybody, but yeah, I stole from my wife. I cut all our timber. You know, we had cash in the safe. You know, I'd take that, buy drugs. So yeah, I was a thief too. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how you steal. But you know, that the people that love us, they care for us. Uh, the people like our family, my family members that didn't care about me, nothing. I never did. My drug addiction didn't bother them. I mean, you know, what what I see them maybe a couple times a year or something. It, you know, nothing to do with them. You know, um, it's the people you love, the people that are close to you, the the people that. That's what we heard. And uh, when I was going through um, Isaiah home up in Willisburg, a preacher came in and he preached about Jonah, the story of Jonah. And, um, you know, it meant a lot to me because, you know, Jonah's like us. He, he tries to run from God. You know, God says, you do this. And, and you try to escape from God. And then, you know, Jonah stuck, snuck down into that, into that boat, you know. And, um, you know, he's sailing away from God. God told him to go to Nineveh and, and preach repentance. But, he said, I don't want to go there. I don't even like him. Just like we tell God, we're not we're not doing what we you tell us, God. We're gonna go do this. So, anyways, a mighty storm came up and the wages it was rolling, and Jonah's just down in the boat sleeping. And uh so it just keeps getting worse and worse. And the people on the ship, they're they're throwing everything overboard, the the cargo, and um, you know, and, and they're they're trying everything to save the ship. It's sinking, you know, and they're and um so they pull lots, they they People got to say they they start they say somebody's bad luck. We're gonna we're gonna pull lots and um, you know basically what it come down to is Jonas said throw me overboard. You know he said I'm the reason, you know for these storms and what's happening here. You know Jonah realizes it, and they're like no no you, we don't want to lose you you know and uh, Jonas said throw me overboard. So finally they throw him overboard and and the seas just calm down. You know sometimes you know what meant so much about that story to me was so many times in our lives. It's us causing all the the waves and all the storms and and all the sinks shipping and and sometimes you know, in all fairness to my family, sometimes the best thing to do is cast somebody overboard, you know, you know. But it was funny because the people always casting you overboard, you know, don't even seem to be the people that help you, you know, that really care about you, you know, the people that really care about you, like my wife or my my mother in law, they should be the first ones to say, yeah cast them overboard but they'll be the people that stick by you to the end you know the people that and, and the people that don't even care about you your family members they're the ones wanting to throw you overboard huh but anyways you know huh, it's whatever you know in my case you know i guess everybody should throw me overboard and you know but one person i'll never throw you overboard is jesus you know um he'll never throw you overboard all you gotta do is ask for repentance and um you know i believe in the, instead of jonah getting thrown overboard if he would have stood up and said look Jesus, God, I'm, I, I will do what you're told. I will have these people take me to Nineveh. God would have made that sea just calm down, you know. But everybody knows what happened once they threw Jonah in the ocean of giant whale that God prepared, swallowed him, and took him to Nineveh and spit him out. And he preached repentance to Nineveh, and they all repented, and everyone lived happily ever after. Um, so, um, the story of Jonah meant a lot to me. You know, it was something simple. See, that's what I'm saying. There's there's things out there that I may say that, that may help you get through the week. And, and that was a story that helped me forgive people, you know, because I had to 
I had to realize that the storms I caused and the and the troubles I had were of my own making, you know, and, and that's why they had to part company with me. Some of them, some people did. So God bless y'all. Uh, I love y'all. Hang in there. You know, don't let the devil beat you. Don't let him get you up on that five-gallon bucket and put a rope around your neck. Uh, stand strong, not a step back. He's nothing but a liar. Any little sensation, and I know, man, I, any sensation you think, any pleasure, it's not going to be worth an eternity in hell. And even if you get that little bit of pleasure, okay, and you go back and you start doing it again, you know, just like me, after a few weeks, that dope won't do nothing for you. It'll just make you depressed and it don't kill you. Make you broke, make you homeless, make you lose your family, make you in jail. Um, so stay away from it, y'all. Love you. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.